0: Hi, and welcome to Nassio Voices, where we talk all things state IT. I'm Amy Glasscock in Lexington, Kentucky.
1: And I'm Alex Whitaker in Washington, D.C., where the famous D.C. heat is in full effect. Today, we're talking to Tom Shule, Director of Legislative Affairs for the First Responder Network Authority, or as most people know it, FirstNet.
0: We're excited to hear from Tom and about the incredible progress FirstNet has made in helping prepare first responders for the challenges they face. Let's get started. Tom, welcome to NASIO Voices, and thanks so much for joining us today.
2: Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, great. Well, tell us about yourself and how you came to the role of Legislative Director for FirstNet.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm from the D.C. area. I grew up in Northern Virginia and uh, went to school in Ohio. And when I graduated, moved back to D.C. and looking for a job on the Hill, wanted to work as a staffer for a Congress member, ended up actually working for TIA, the Telecom Industry Association. So first job in D.C. was in telecom. And I did press and, and government affairs for them. And then ended up getting a job on the Hill with Senator Lieberman from Connecticut. I was with with his office for several years, and then went back into the telecom industry in the private sector. Worked for Alcatel-Lucent in their public affairs office. They're now uh, Nokia, uh, but I had worked on on some of the first net uh, legislation and was very interested in public safety and telecom and got to meet Ed Parkinson, who's our former CEO at FirstNet, who was head of government affairs at the time and ended up working for his team, uh, came over to FirstNet in 2014. And so I've, I've been with FirstNet since then.
0: Great, well, it's, it's a good long time now. That's about as long as I've been with Nasio as well. It,
2: goes, time it flies. goes by quick. That wasn't my plan, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, but exactly. But it's been fun.
2: It's
1: been great. Well, you're also talking with two former staffers ourselves, so you're in the
0: company. (laughs) Yeah, that's right.
2: Awesome. Awesome.
0: All right. So can you explain to our listeners what FirstNet is to those who might not be familiar?
2: Absolutely. FirstNet is the only nationwide public safety broadband network in the U.S. Uh, It was created in 2012 and came out of the recommendation of the 9-11 Commission for Public Safety to have its own dedicated spectrum so that they wouldn't have to rely on commercial networks. Now, AT&T is the private sector partner for the FirstNet Authority. We came to a 25-year arrangement in 2017. The service was launched in 2018 after a lot of work by NASIO and the governors to opt into uh, the deployment of the network in 2017. So we went online in 2018, We now have 3.7 million connections. Public safety users across the country are using FirstNet in every state and territory and the District of Columbia. We have over 20,000 separate agencies that are using FirstNet. And the key differentiator that FirstNet is bringing for public safety is what's called preemption. They can, with a FirstNet phone, they can preempt any commercial traffic and make sure that they have the quality of service. To exchange data in that in that time of emergency.
1: So in March, you all released a report to Congress that was entitled "A Decade of Accomplishments." And we probably don't have time to go over all of those
2: accomplishments today, but are there are a few that you'd like to highlight. Absolutely. So we were created in 2012. We we're ex- very excited to have our 10 year anniversary. You know, we feel like we we have accomplished a lot since 2012. So we were created as part of the Spectrum Act. In the middle class tax relief and job creation package of 2012. And we were created as a brand new agency uh, within the Department of Commerce, within NTIA. We had to set up a board of directors and hire staff. We have about 250 staff now. We've got three offices one in DC at the Department of Commerce, one in, uh, we're headquarters in Reston, Virginia. And then we have a tech and, and RD lab out in Boulder, Colorado. We've had to set up all of these, hire those staff, and then go out and, and engage with public safety across the country. We set up a public safety advisory committee that NASIO actually sits on, and so we uh, so Firstnet can get the guidance of public safety. So the decisions we're making are based on public safety's needs, first responders' needs. We did state and local consultation with every single state and territory before we even put together an RFP together to put this public private arrangement together in 2017. So there was a, a significant amount of work to lead to an RFP that led to a private sector partner to execute this network. And we had to execute this network and build uh, a network for public safety on our licensed spectrum band 14. We did all of that and had an a- operational network by 2018 and now we've been growing ever since. So we like to stay engaged with the CIOs, stay engaged with the states so they know where this deployment is going. But also, FirstNet's voluntary. So we are very proud of the 3.7 connections we have across the country. And that has been going and growing since 2018 to that 3.7 million number. And hopefully we go, you know, beyond that.
0: That's great. So FirstNet is now in all 50 states, five territories, and D.C. How are you all planning to continue expansion to communities and areas where there isn't currently access?
2: Well, you know, the, the great thing about FirstNet is we're self-sustaining, but with our business model, we have uh, money coming in annually through through Spectrum payments from AT&T. And with that money, we invest back into the network. So FirstNet has its own Investment team that works with public safety, works with our PSAC, works with the needs of all of those state and local public safety uh, across the country to see what should we be investing in next. So we're at the phase where the governors signed on with a lot of uh, a lot of help with the CIOs across the country in 2017 to a five year deployment. We're coming into the the end of that five year deployment uh, is is going to be what we call final operating capability next year, but that's only the first five years of that contract. And the remaining 20 years of that contract, and hopefully beyond, we're continuing to make that network better. So we've invested in things like deployable units, which are trucks, drones, we even have a blimp that could come out and add coverage where there is no terrestrial network after an emergency or wildfires, hurricanes in the Gulf. But we've also invested in 5G, So we have our own separate core for first responders where all that traffic lives. That is being upgraded to make sure that public safety has 5G technology. And then, you know, in our roadmap, we're going to move to 6G beyond that. We've also invested just recently, and it's rolling out next month, in uh, in in-building coverage for public safety agencies. So free of charge... Public safety agencies can identify dead spots in building at their headquarters and come to FirstNet and we'll have devices for them to use so they can have band 14 in building where, you know, a a lot of folks spend the time in the office as well. I know sometimes uh, I don't have great in building coverage at my office in the Department of Commerce. I'm looking forward to getting one of these things. So uh, we're, we're looking forward to that investment. But that came out of public safety. And so we want to continue to engage public safety. CIOs, I know, have a lot of expertise in what their needs are for their states um, and continue to, to find those needs and invest in them.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So we hear that FirstNet is hiring a new executive director. Do you want to talk about that search and what the right candidate might look like for you guys?
2: Absolutely. So number one, here for the mission. You know, everybody at FirstNet is here to serve public safety. So anyone that understands that mission and that we're here to serve first responders across the country, we were developed as a program out of the recommendations of the 9-11 Commission. I think everyone here comes to work every day thinking, what can we do to improve this network, this partnership for that, that first responder mission? So like any organization, I think we're looking for a strong leader, strong management. It is a unique agency in that You know, we've got a board of directors, we're within the government, but it's a public-private partnership in the telecom uh, wireless space. It's public safety, first responder focused. So past CEOs have had, uh, so Mike Poth, TJ Kennedy, both had public safety experience, but they also had that private sector tech technology experience. Ed Parkinson, who just left for the private sector, had a Hill background, political background, but he went very deep on FirstNet and, and kind of understood the, the, the private sector side of things. So I think a mix of those and strong leadership who understands our culture of public safety first. Good.
1: Well, certainly, I think there'll probably be no shortage of candidates who'd be interested in working with you all. So I understand as well that there are currently conversations happening in Congress about a FirstNet reauthorization. Can you let us know sort of where things stand on that and, and, and what the future holds?
2: Absolutely. So our legislation has a 15-year sunset. So we're created in 2012. That sunset would go into effect in 2027. Now, Congress licensed to us 20 megahertz of spectrum, that band 14, and we appropriated $7 billion from spectrum auctions. With that, we have to be self-sustaining. So I think Congress wanted to make sure, hey, if this doesn't work out for some reason, we have a way of bringing that, that spectrum back, any of that money back. Uh, We believe we've been successful, you know, as I mentioned, 3.7 million connections, over 20,000 agencies and growing from there. So we want to continue to work with Congress. GAO wrote a report that was statutorily required that was released in February 22nd, 2012, 10 years after uh, we were created. And that has kind of that roadmap recommendations for Congress. Based on that, we've seen some House legislation being introduced by Val Demings and Lizzie Fletcher. And that would strip that sunset provision so that that would reauthorize the program uh, beyond 2027. And so we want to continue to work with this Congress and you know future Congresses to uh, make sure that public safety has access to the program beyond that 2027 date, for sure. Yeah, well,
1: certainly a lot happening. And I know Nassio stands ready to, to work and help how we can, because there are so many folks in our community who rely so much on FirstNet. So while we Thank are you. at the end of our the serious part of our interview, before we say goodbye, we'd love to hear a little bit more about your life outside of the office. And to do that, we'd like to ask you three questions in a segment we call The Lightning Round. Are you ready? Let's do it. Good. Okay. So we've talked a lot about first responders today and a lot of kids dream about being a police officer or a fighter fighter when they grow up. So what was your dream job when you were a kid?
2: Yeah. you know, Actually, actually a mix of things. I really looked up to my uncle, John Fisher. He was in the FDNY and unfortunately we lost him in 9-11. So that's why this program is so important to me. So I always looked up to firefighters. My dad's a retired army ranger. So, you know, he's always inspired me as well. And uh, both of my grandfathers were both in World War II. So very inspiring background in public service. Uh, Did always want to go into public service, but my interests have always been in, in sports in music grew up you know, reading Rolling Stone and, and Spin Magazine. So I always kind of saw myself around the music industry. That was, that was one area I was always really interested in as well.
0: My daughter said that she wants to be a rock star slash painter when she grows up. So I'm pretty sure she'll be living with us forever.
2: <laughs> Follow your dream. Follow your dream.
0: <laughs> yes. Any good beach or I guess it doesn't have to be at the beach, but good books that you've read this summer?
2: We do like our beach time. So, yeah, I read a couple really good beach reads. Uh, one is All the Light You Cannot See, which is fictional but based on uh, stories from World War II. Great book. Set yeah. in Brittany, Brittany, France. And Valor was another World War II book that I read that I couldn't recommend more about POW, U.S. Marine POW who was stranded in Corregidor in the Philippines. And he escaped from a prison and swam across a channel in Manila Bay to end up escaping. So that was a really interesting book, too.
0: Yeah. Those kind of books are always so fascinating. So look inside a a life that I luckily have not lived. um, Really inspiring. All right. And then favorite or best vacation spot that you could recommend to someone?
2: My family likes to go to the Outer Banks, various beaches in North Carolina. We went to Emerald Isle this year. My wife actually goes to the Jersey Shore with her family, a town called Stone Harbor, which is just a really, really cool beach town. Pretty close to Philly, so it's southern New Jersey. And uh, yeah, really good town, beautiful beach. You know, love both of those spots. Love it. Awesome.
0: Yes. Well, Tom, thank you so much for your time today, for giving us some of your schedule and telling us all about FirstNet. We really appreciate it.
2: Thanks, Tom. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you both. And if I could also give a shout out to FirstNet's podcast, Public Safety First. We would love to have Nassio on our podcast as well. And I also did want to shout, give a shout out to Dennis Goulet, who is uh, the CIO from New Hampshire who does a lot of work with with FirstNet's Public Safety Advisory Committee. So, you know, really appreciate his efforts and all of NACIO's efforts as well in FirstNet's support and everyday work. So thank you. That's
0: great. Yes, we love Dennis around here. And uh, we will be sure to share the FirstNet podcast in our show notes today. Thanks again.
1: Awesome. Thank Thanks so much. Thanks again for listening to NASIO Voices. NASIO Voices is a production of the National Association of State Chief Information Officers.
0: If you want to learn more about FirstNet, we'll put a link in the show notes.
1: And if you enjoy NASIO Voices, please give us a nice review and share with a colleague or friend or family member. It really doesn't matter what your relationship is to us. Just leave us a review. <laughs> Talk with you next time.